and you're overestimating all the things that it requires to start this business. You're thinking that it's this massive, unscalable mountain that there's no way you could conceivably climb up. And that's just not true. It's every little bit of starting a business is one tiny baby step at a time. It's one phone call at a time. It's one Google search at a time. It's one conversation. Welcome to the Audacious Founder Podcast. This is a podcast for entrepreneurial women. It's going to help you build confidence, obliterate mental blocks, gain knowledge, and harness the audacity to start your business, grow your business, or just start living your life with a whole lot more fucking audacity than you have been. My name's Melissa Manning. I've founded and co-founded more than 13 businesses in 10 years. And I've got more than 45,000 hours of business operating experience that I want to share with you. And I am here to A, learn more because we're never effing done, and B, get you to a new level, a new audacious level. So let's get into it. everyone and welcome to the Audacious Founder Podcast. My name is Melissa Manning. I am your host. So today we are talking about five reasons why most people don't start a business. So I was reading this article done by Zapier and if you don't know what Zapier is, it is a website that provides a service that links various platforms. So sometimes you'll have a platform like Squarespace and you need to link it to uh, Flowdesk, which does email marketing, for example. So you might need to use Zapier as kind of like a middleman to connect those two. So anyway, um, this is not an advertisement for Zapier. So just I'm just letting you know what it is. They did a poll around why Americans aren't starting businesses. And so before I read this, I came up with five of my own reasons why people don't start their their own business. And then reading this sort of seemed like bullet points beneath my reasons. This was a survey conducted by the Harris Poll on behalf of Zapier, and the link is in the show notes. Roughly three in five Americans, which is 61%, have had an idea for starting a business, and around a third... 34% have had more than one idea. But an overwhelming majority of these people, 92%, didn't follow through with turning their idea into reality. And so that's what I want to talk about today is why? Why are 92% of people not following through, not taking action on their wonderful life-changing ideas? The first one that I came up with is that they underestimate their capability. So I think a lot of people assume that the people that we see on media, the people, you know, all the ads that we see on social media, um, the people that we know who've started their businesses, we assume that they have something we don't. You know, that person must have had lots of experience in this. That person must have had a parent who had been doing this and passed on all of the education to them. That person must have had a ton of money to start the business that they started. This person must be an expert in marketing. This person must be an expert at bookkeeping. Blah, blah, blah. Fill in the blank. But in my experience, opening all of my businesses, this is not true. Like so many 
actually all of my businesses that I started, I really started with little to no experience. Obviously, as I went on and I was opening more businesses, I was already generating this experience, right? I did go to school for business, but to be honest, I don't feel like I learned a single thing in business. The only thing that I ever feel, the only thing that I've ever remembered from my (laughs) college education, and maybe, you know, maybe I'm invalidating a bit, maybe I have more in my subconscious than I realize, but the only thing I've ever remembered from my college education is that you should price something at $1.99 because psychologically a person looking at that price versus uh you know a a .00 number they feel like the $1.99 is cheaper and they're getting a better deal why are most people underestimating their capability they think that these other people have something that they don't have when i started my businesses Even though I went to school for business, I was not an expert in marketing. I was not an expert in accounting. I got C's in accounting. When I opened a children's store, I had never owned a children's uh, store before, a retail store. I'd worked in retail, but I didn't know what it meant to manage employees, to manage inventory, to manage anything. I had never been a manager. When I opened... um, Let's see, when I opened the yoga studio, I wasn't a yoga teacher, I wasn't the expert. I found somebody who was the expert, who knew what it was like to be a teacher in a studio. When I opened a coffee shop, I didn't know how to make a coffee. And yes, maybe, maybe the experience helps you create a better offering. I I definitely believe it does, you know, like the fifth business I opened versus the first one was definitely better than the first one. Experience does help you, but that doesn't mean that just because you don't have this experience or just because you're not an expert in something that you can't learn or you can't find somebody else who is an expert and has that knowledge that they can they can contribute. If you so also what you're doing in this moment is that you're invalidating whatever you do have to bring to the table, right? Honestly, maybe it's just the idea. Maybe it is just the idea and the concept. Maybe it is something that's even been done a bunch, but you have tweaked it a tiny bit and that's the product or that's the service, right? But you are invalidating how powerful just that is. That is very valuable. And so then you can hire people under you that can do all the things that you're not great at. Number two, why most people don't start a business is that they overestimate the requirements. So number one was you underestimate your capability. And number two is you're overestimating what it takes to actually start this business. So I feel like I'm going to contradict this a little bit because I feel like a lot of the people who do start businesses, myself included, underestimate the requirements. You don't know and you don't know that you don't know. So I think a lot of people who do start businesses might underestimate the requirements, but the people who are not starting are using this as a reason not to start. They are overestimating the requirements. And again, this goes back to the first one a little bit, right? You're overestimating everything that it's going to take before you're even doing research, before you're even looking into how much this might cost, how many employees you might need, what kind of overhead you're looking at, who your market's going to be and how strong that demand is. Before you're even getting to that point, you're already telling yourself, No, 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 no. It's going to cost too much money. 
going to require too much labor and how am I going to pay for that? So again, that's money. But you're overestimating, you know, oh my God, how am I even going to find a place to house this business? How am I, what, what kind of uh, software am I going to use? Where am I going to find the market? for this? Like, how am I going to reach the audience? How am I going to reach my market? How much is that going to cost, right? So you're overestimating without really doing any due diligence to find what those answers really are. You're, you're immediately overestimating how much it's going to take. Back to number one, where you're under, underestimating your capability, you're underestimating your capacity to find answers. So you're underestimating your resourcefulness, So I feel like these two kind of should be lumped together. You're underestimating your capability to do any of the necessary things that this business requires, um, and you're underestimating your capability of finding the resources, uh, and then you're overestimating all the things that it requires to start this business. You're thinking that it's this massive, unscalable mountain that there's no way you could conceivably climb up, and that's just not true. It's every little bit of starting a business is one tiny baby step at a time. It's one phone call at a time. It's one Google search at a time. It's one conversation at a time, right? So these requirements are not as massive as your subconscious or as your mind is making you think they are. That is just This is a tactic that our fear likes to use to keep us from putting ourselves, quote unquote, at risk. But you can't create great accomplishments if you don't risk, right? So when you are thinking about your idea, when you're thinking about starting that business and you have that story in your head that's telling you, no, 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 this is too big of an undertaking for me. This is too complicated. There's so many answers that I don't know. And there's so many, there's so much uncertainty around this. Stop. Stop doing that. Sit down at the computer and make a list. What are the requirements? What are the things that I don't know and would need to find answers to? Right? And as soon as you start doing that, you realize, oh, this isn't as scary as I thought it was. And I have resources already to find the answers to this. I know Bob who works in lending, or I know uh, Samantha's brother's wife, you know, is a real estate agent who is really successful and can easily find me a retail space. So it's it's all about kind of stopping yourself mid-story and figuring out or actually clarifying for yourself, like stopping yourself mid-story and writing it down and looking at it a little bit more objectively. Okay, so that was one and two. Number three, resources don't seem available. We feel like there is no money. One of the things that this survey found, they found that the main reasons that people never follow through, people feel like funding is not available to them. 63% of the people in the survey said, that funding is the largest barrier. I don't think that this is true. I think we think it's true because, and this is number four is an overwhelm of info. So I can actually put these in buckets. One and two are together and three and four are together. So resources don't seem available because we are 
drowning in info, in Instagram ads, in all of these names of companies that we're drowning in just content, right? And so what happens is we start to become desensitized to it and we start to uh, not really notice it or see it, right? So there are tons of lending institutions. There's peer-to-peer lending, there's crowdfunding, there's finding investors, there's family members, there's friends, there's uh, meetup groups of investors where you can potentially find somebody. This is just a quick interruption to let you guys know about this company that I have just started working with called Tardis Wealth Strategy. They have trademarked a concept called the income snowball. And this income snowball is so fascinating because it's using leverage to invest in things that we're not really used to hearing about using other people's money to invest in. What we are used to hearing is leverage to invest in real estate or to invest in a business, right? You borrow money from a bank or from an investor to create a business or to purchase real estate. But we don't think about it in the way that TARDIS has positioned it. And the way that TARDIS has positioned it is a way that makes building wealth accessible to so many people that might not think they have enough to really start investing or creating their plan for retirement yet. I'm really excited about this entire concept because it's a great way to start building passive income and building your financial future. The whole goal here is to become financially free, which means all of your expenses are covered and then some, and all of your retirement is funded and you have access to a lot more money in case you need it. How many of us can say that we're at that point? Probably not a lot of us. And how many of us can say that we actually have a plan to get ourselves there? Probably not a lot of us. So if you are somebody who feels like maybe it's time you start planning for the future and maybe it's time you start planning to be financially free, you might want to contact me. There is a link in the show notes if you would like to get some more information about this. And let's get back to the show. There is money available, but it's because of the overwhelm that we're drowning in information and content that we can't even see it. And the idea of analyzing all these different vendors is exhausting. The thought of making the wrong decision when it comes to these is very scary, right? So it's easier to just not. It's easier to just say, I don't have access to funds. When in actuality, if you just started learning about this and thinking about it, basically putting it on the forefront of your consciousness, you would start finding solutions. So that's called your reticular activating system. That's the same thing as when you buy a new car and you start seeing that car everywhere. That's what happened. You are hyper aware of this thing now. We have this overwhelm of content makes us have to zone out and and like ignore a lot of it because it's just too much for our brains to handle and to and to process once you you know you're it's basically you're highlighting something like this is important brain pay attention to this and then you start noticing it everywhere the other thing too is like this is why i like 
talking to people about my ideas because as soon as you start sharing what you are working on, people will get excited. Your passion, your excitement is contagious and other people get excited. They either want to be involved or they want to hook you up with somebody they know that can help you. And not only that, if you ask for help, you will get it. Maybe not everybody's going to think your idea is great, but at that point, you need to have thick enough skin to know that not everyone's going to think it's great and that you might get some critical feedback that you're not super pumped about. But that's not the purpose of telling people about what you're doing. The purpose of telling people what you're doing is to find new resources, is to find new contacts, is to find people that you that can help you make your vision a reality. Okay, so right, so resources don't seem available and overwhelm of info, not only about funding is the overwhelm of info stopping us from taking action, but it's also one of the things in the article said, uh, not having access to business tools is something that holds people back. About 30% of people said that that was a reason. Again, I would put that under the overwhelm of info uh, category or in that bucket because there's so many CRMs out there. There's so many website hosting platforms at this point. There's so many places that you can purchase a domain name. There's so many marketing agencies. There's so many people who can help you with social media, right? So not having access to business tools is BS. First of all, it's the overwhelm. It's the too many options. It's analysis paralysis. And it comes back to the same thing that I said about funding. When you have too many options, the fear of making the wrong decision becomes larger, right? If you only have two options, that's an easy choice. But if you have 13, 20 options, holy cow, that's a lot of information to analyze. That's probability. You have 19 more chances to make the wrong decision versus if you do the 50-50, if you only have two options, you have a 50% chance of making the right decision. You're underestimating your capability. You're overestimating what it's going to take to start the business. You assume that resources are not available and there's an overwhelm of info that's making you feel like you don't have access to the things you need to start this. The fifth one is the fear of the worst case scenarios. So. What I notice in a lot of my coaching and one of the reasons why coaching is super, super valuable is because people are very scared of uncertainty. But the solution to uncertainty is what I said earlier, going to the computer or, you know, sitting down with a notebook and writing these things out. The the opposite of uncertainty is elucidation, is basically shedding a light on all of the things that are scary. The way I like to visualize it is we have a tornado that is hovering above our head. And these are all the possible scenarios, all the outcomes, all the results, the good, the bad, the consequences, all of those fears, all the things that could go wrong. And if we keep them on top of our head, if we keep them inside our head, really, we're not going to get clarification on them they stay a jumbled mess. They stay in this tornado. The only way to take them out of the tornado is to write them down and to talk about them. So that is why coaching is so powerful because people don't even realize that this is happening until they sit down and start talking about it. When you write it down, when you pull it out of your head, and when you hear yourself say it out loud, 
things become less scary. Literally, you are shedding light on all of the things that you have going on in your head. And sometimes just by saying them out loud, sometimes just by having another person hear it and repeat it back to you is literally enough for you to know if that is the right or wrong answer for you. So fear of worst case scenarios, I actually love worst case scenarios. I love talking about them. You know, I don't want to be a negative Nancy and I don't want my clients to be a negative Nancy. But when we talk about the worst case scenarios, it allows you to then discover solutions for them. If I start this business and I get six months in and I run out of money, what can I do? And talking about this now and potentially planning ahead allows you to then feel more certain, feel more confident, feel more excited and in control of everything that's going to happen, right? And of course, there's always things that can go wrong that we can't expect, COVID. But talking about these worst case scenarios, like now that is something that our reticulator activating system is totally aware of pandemics as a possibility now. So when we are planning, for our new business, we can consider, okay, well, what the heck happens? What do I do if a global pandemic happens again and everything gets shut down? Okay, well, I can have a plan A, B, and C in that case. And then once you have that, it's like you're adding tools to your arsenal of how to manage your business, right? Like maybe you are starting and you have a lot of you're lucky enough to have a lot of funding for this business. So you're able to set aside an emergency account. So talking about these worst case scenarios will alleviate so much of that fear, so much of the uncertainty and so much of the doubt. The things that the article said, which were the main reasons people were not starting their business, even though they had at least one or more good ideas, was that they say, They didn't know how to get started. They were worried about failing. They didn't have to access, they didn't have access to business tools. They weren't sure how to work with the tools technology needed to run a business. They didn't have enough time for a new venture. They didn't have support from friends or family or peers. They didn't have access to group plan benefits, so like healthcare and things like that. So I feel like those fall under all of the things I said. You're underestimating your capability. You are overestimating the requirements necessary. You are um, assuming that you don't have access to the resources you need. Uh, You are overwhelmed. You have analysis paralysis on all of the resources that are available. And you have a fear of the worst case scenarios. All of these things are things that I work with clients in my coaching, in Audacious Founder Coaching, because these are all things that a lot of times we're not even aware of. We are not even aware of the fact that, you know, all the things we need might actually be very available to us. We are not aware how we might be invalidating ourselves or how we might be overestimating. And we might not realize that we are allowing our fear to hold us back. We might think that we're being logical. We might think that we're being responsible. When in actuality, the responsible thing might be to create this amazing vision that you have so that you can have a happier life, so that you can spend more time with your kids, so that you can have more financial freedom.
Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you want to give me any feedback on this, I would love to hear it. Please send me an email, hello at audaciousfounder.com. You can also DM me on Instagram at audaciousfounder. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the Audacious Founder podcast and please share this with your friends and family. I hope that if you have an idea for a business that you will at least investigate it and not just succumb to all of these reasons why no. I hate the reasons why no. If you are interested in getting Audacious Founder Business Coaching, then you can go to my website audaciousfounder.com contact and fill out the form. Answering the questions on the forum will allow me to see if we are the right match. And if we are, then we can go ahead and schedule a free consultation for us to get to know each other better and I can explain how it all works. Thanks again for listening and stay audacious. <laughs>